welcome to the Serviced Accommodation Property Podcast. This podcast by Kevin Paneskis, also known as the Property Soldier, covers all aspects of serviced accommodation and how to make it a profitable and sustainable business. Kevin started investing in property in 1991 whilst serving in the British Army and now owns a multi-million pound property portfolio and serviced accommodation business and is a best-selling author. And now your host, Kevin Paneskis. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Service Combination Property Podcast. Now today we have got for you the one and only Ahmed Khan, who's going to be coming and talking to us about systems and leverage that you can be using in your service accommodation business. Now, Ahmed, he is he's at the ripe old age now of 24, and he came here to Progressive to learn about service accommodation whilst he was at uni. Now, he did finish his uni degree because he's told me that his mum would have killed him if he didn't. <laughs> but ultimately, he went, he learned how to initially do uh, rent to SA and finished his uni degree and went straight into serviced accommodation. He's now got circa 20 SA units. And one of the things about Ahmed, and that's the point of this talk, is he loves to travel. And we all get sick of seeing him on social media in different cities around the world running his service accommodation business from his iPhone or from his laptop. And that's what you can be doing. There's plenty of work to be done in service accommodation, but it doesn't need to be done by you. You can be leveraging and you can be outsourcing. So I'm going to ask for a massive round of applause for this presentation on this very subject. Give it up for Ahmed Khan. (laughs) Thank you for that. Cool, sir. Good morning. So what I find is the biggest reason people don't do service accommodation in the first place is because they think it's very time intensive. Would you guys agree? Uh, So, you know, they say the money is great, the return is great, but the issue is it takes too long to make the money on a daily basis because it's not like a buy to let where, you know, you put a tenant in there for nine months and you're pretty much done. So um, because the thing with service accommodation is the fact that you know, there are people coming in and out on a daily basis. And if you have quite a few of these apartments, now you have a whole bunch of people going in and out on, you know, on a daily basis. So it makes it, the turnaround is a lot more than your traditional buy to lets and HMOs and those sort of things. So people naturally assume it's going to take that much more time as well. But what most people don't realize is that there are a lot of systems you can put into place, which helps you reduce that time. So before we get started, what I'd like to do is let's just make a quick list of everything you have to do in service accommodation on a daily basis. So I don't mean things like what you do once a month. That might be your accounting and maybe uploading the property onto Airbnb and those sort of things. I mean more so things like you do on a daily basis every single day or maybe even a weekly basis. So let's just make a quick list and then we'll see how we can automate that and reduce the amount of time required. So does anyone want to shout out what they're doing on a daily basis? What about laundry? So just cleaning and laundry as general? Yeah? Okay, so cleaning and laundry. Checking arrival, arrival. who said that? Okay, arrival. So uh, I would just say check-ins and check-outs. Yeah, would that be okay? Price reviews off. Okay, so pricing. So pricing is something which, you know, changes quite a lot as well. Because here's the thing, hotels, they tend to change their price by the night. So they will have a different price for the weekdays, a different price for the weekends, different price for summer, winter, high season, low season. So 
Pricing is something which has to be done regularly, I'd agree. What else? Payments, guest payments. So before a guest checks in, we tend to take payment about 30 days before they check in. So payment has to be taken, yeah, on a very regular basis. What else? Bookings. What about bookings? So taking bookings and inquiries, could I put that into... Yeah, okay, I'll put that into inquiries, why not? Someone says something else down here, Phil. This is something you guys do on a daily basis. I feel like, you know, a lot of people here are running service accommodation. They must be more than this. Communication. communication. What sort of communication? Okay, so I'll just put communication as a whole. So, um, because when guests check in, they tend to ask a lot of questions. Before they check in, once they're in the property, maybe even afterwards if they want to book again. So I'll put communication as a whole. So when it comes to marketing, um, it's not something I would do on a daily basis because it's something I would upload. So I will up upload my property onto Airbnb, booking.com, but I wouldn't do it on a daily basis. Okay, so again, with marketing, the things I want to cover are things which happen on a daily basis. Uh, more so the operational side of the business because, you know, even if it's HMOs or buy to lets, you might have to do marketing in terms of getting tenants and those sort of things. But I really want to focus on the things which happen on a daily basis because if we can reduce the things which happen on a daily basis, that saves us the time now. I'm all about how do we save as, mo you know, as much time as possible today and, and because those things we can sort of fill the gaps in here and there. Yep, sweet maintenance. So I'll put that in. Yeah, so Yeah, so guest inventory. So, yeah, like you rightly said, if someone's taken a hairdryer or uh, the weirdest thing I had, someone didn't take the iron, but they took the ironing board. I've had that twice. I don't even know where you fit that in, but that's happened twice now. Uh, inventory. Okay, so I'll put that into replenishing. Replenish things like Tea, coffee, sugar, uh, we do welcome packs, like those tiny toiletry packs. So obviously they have to get replaced every single time as well. What else do you want to add to this list, which is happening on a daily basis? ID checks. So ID checks, guest verification checks to make sure you vetted the guest so the correct person is in the property. Correct, that would happen on a daily or a... Okay, yep, reviews. So reviews, uh, there's two aspects to reviews. The first one being you will chase guests for reviews and the second one you should also review them as well um, because Airbnb tends to like it if you review the guest as well. It improves your score. So there's two aspects to reviews, but uh, absolutely right. Reviews is something which would happen on a regular basis. What else do you want to add to this list? So in terms of maintaining, I've sort of put it into maintenance already. Uh, if something was to break, it would get highlighted and it would get fixed. So I've put that into maintenance. I think we've got a pretty good list here, unless someone wants to add any final things. Can anyone think of anything else? Communication. You can cut this bit out, right? Sweet. <laughs> I think we've got a pretty good list, unless someone has one final thing they want to chuck in, which they're doing uh, on a regular basis, a daily or a weekly basis which you need help with when it comes to automation. Okay, so that's essentially what the whole talk is today. How do we improve these processes? So what, what we'll do is we'll stick with this list here. And I want to talk about how we automate this in concept 
and then we'll I'll show you the exact systems I use to back it up and it'll make a lot more sense. Go for it. Go for it. Okay, so so T's and C's I will group with ID checks. So that's where I will do the T's and C's. Taking ID, uh, maybe verifying their bank details, those sort of things, and T's and C's. So I will group that in here. T and C's. And there was one more you mentioned, which was uh, security deposit, which I will link with payments. Okay, so I want to show you how this works. <laughs> Does anyone know what this is? Knots and crosses. Anyone else? Sweet, it's a calendar. An Australian guy said it was a barbecue. Anyway, so this is what happens. A guest makes a booking, right? And now this, this calendar represents a channel manager. Does anyone here not know what a channel manager is? Okay, does any okay, who knows what a channel manager is? I'll ask the opposite question. Okay, there are some people who don't. So what happens is, let's say you get a booking on Airbnb for the Monday and the Tuesday. And then let's say at the same time you get a booking from booking.com for the Monday and the Tuesday. Now you've got two bookings for the same date. Now it's not feasible for you that every time you get a booking you go and cross the other one off and you get a booking from booking.com and you cross the Airbnb one off because it will take too long. And you can't be alert 24-7 around the clock because you can get a booking at any point. So if you have a thing in the middle which is called a channel manager, Airbnb, booking.com, Expedia, all these platforms link into the channel manager. So if a booking came in from Airbnb from Monday and Tuesday, it would automatically block the calendars for all the other platforms so no one else could make a booking for that time. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So let's say a guest makes a booking and we'll uh, just call the guest Kevin for the sake of this and we'll call the property Peterborough. So now what happens is Kevin makes a booking for the Monday and the Tuesday. Now if he books Monday and Tuesday, when is the checkout date? Wednesday, right? So Wednesday, they check out on the Wednesday. And what happens is you feed your cleaner into the system. So as soon as the booking was made for the Monday and Tuesday, the system knows that checkout is on Wednesday and the cleaner is automatically notified saying there is a checkout at 11 a.m., 12 p.m., whenever your checkout time is on the Wednesday. So rather than you scheduling the cleans manually every single time, the system will do that for you as opposed to you calling the cleaner saying, can you do this time, can you do this time, can you do that time? So that is how you get rid of cleaning. Now, when it comes to laundry, my cleaners also do the laundry as well. They will, hand, they will either clean the laundry themselves or they will be responsible for managing the laundry. So that's how I get rid of cleaning and laundry. And another job description for my cleaners is that they also have to replenish the tea, coffee, sugar, toilet packs. So rather than you doing all that stuff, you need to find a cleaner who will do those three things for you. Cleaning, laundry, and replacing all those tiny things which have to be replaced on a, you know, every single checkout, essentially. The second one is check-ins and checkouts. So what happens is, guest makes a booking. Now, as soon as the booking is made, after a few checks and stuff, the channel manager will then send the check-in instructions to the guest. So the way I have mine set up is three days before check-in, the guests will get all the check-in instructions and a couple of days before check-out, they will get the check-out instructions. So rather than you physically sending the guests, you know, here's the check-in instructions, here's the check-out instructions, all of those will get automated. 
Now, it's an automated sequence of messages. What that means is that, you know, imagine a timeline. So let me just draw it here. Imagine there's a timeline. This is when the guest books. This is when the guest checks in. This is when the guest checks out. And this is, yeah, well, after the checkout. So based on those events, messages will be sent. So as soon as the booking is made, maybe a message is sent requesting ID. Three days before check-in, a message is sent, you know, sending the check-in details. And two days before checkout, a message is sent sending the checkout details. Does that make sense? So there's a sequence of messages which every single guest will get and it is already programmed in. So rather than you physically sending this message, this message, this message, those messages which every single guest is going to get, they get programmed in. Because it's going to be the same for guest A, B and C. And that is how you automate the check-in instructions and the checkout instructions. Now the other thing, I personally do self-check-in for all my properties. So what happens is the guest gets the self-check-in instructions, they check in themselves, they check out themselves. If you had a meet and greet system, which a lot of people do, it's very, very easy. What would happen is the guest makes a booking Monday and Tuesday. They're supposed to check out on the Wednesday. Now, if you're doing meet and greet, as long as you've got a meet and greet person, because how many people here are doing meet and greet, by the way? Okay, so as long as you've got a person who does the meet and greet for you, what would happen is as soon as the booking is made, now, what time do you guys do your check-ins? After what time? Three and five, anyone else? Three and eight. So, someone said three and nine. Yeah, so it's those sort of time ranges. But what will happen is guest makes a booking. The system automatically uh, asks the question, what time are you going to be checking in? The guest replies, I'm going to check in at 5 p.m. And when the guest replies 5 p.m., that message is sent to your meet and greet person. And they will then know that the person is checking in at 5 uh, p.m. on the Monday because the booking was for the Monday. Again, I'm just trying to save one minute here, five minutes here, 10 minutes here, because when you group all those minutes, it really adds up. Because, you know, you can go into this and you'll say, oh, I'll send the check-in instructions myself or I'll do this myself. But those one minute, those five minutes, they really add up. Go for it, you've got a question. So I, I don't do meet and greet, so I, I don't know what people do. But there you go. I, I feel like you can do either. <laughs> so that's what would happen. If you do self-check-in, obviously, they just get send the check-in details and the whole process runs smoothly. If it's a meet and greet, then there's a slight variation. But again, you can fairly easily automate the whole process as long as you have a meet and greet person. Because at the end of the day, these are things you should not be doing yourself. Uh, because it's, you know... You can easily hire someone for a much lower price and you can get them to do it as opposed to you doing these bits. So you need a person for meet and greet if you're going to do meet and greet. But that is essentially how you eliminate that. Now the next one, maintenance. Let's talk about maintenance. What sort of issues could happen with maintenance? Just shout them out, please. <coughs> yep, the light bulb goes out. What else? Yeah, the heating stops, an issue with a boiler. What else? Okay, so, um, yeah, you can have a check-in issue, but in terms of maintenance, I would, yeah, I would say an issue with the boiler, the light's gone, something to do with the heating, those sort of things. And again, very similarly, what would happen is, guest makes a booking, 
Actually, let me talk about communication first because this will make a bit more sense if I lead into maintenance. Now, when it comes to communication, the problem with communication is that you know, if you group all the communication, it doesn't take that much time, but the problem is it's spread out. So you might get a message now, you might get one when you're driving home, you might get one when you're having dinner or lunch. And because the message is spread out, it feels like you're constantly on your phone because you're getting messages all the time. But if you were to group them together, it might only take 10 minutes, but you can't exactly do that because you have to respond to the guest. So what would happen is, let's say the guest comes in and what are the typical questions they ask when they check into a property, if you want to shout them out? What's the Wi-Fi password? What else? How do you turn the heating on? What's that, sorry? Blinds. What about blinds? <laughs> Never heard that before. What's that? Yeah, places to visit. How do you turn the heating on? How do you turn the water on? How do you turn the Wi-Fi on? All those sort of things. So what would happen is, this property, let's say, is called Peterborough, and you already have an answer for Wi-Fi. So you've got the Wi-Fi password plugged in into the system. The guest goes, what's the Wi-Fi password? Via Airbnb or Booking.com, sends a message to Airbnb saying, what's the Wi-Fi password? The message goes to the channel manager. The channel manager finds the answer for Wi-Fi and it sends it back to the guest. Now, let's say the guest says, how do you turn the heating on? Again, the same process runs, that it goes to the channel manager and the channel manager will answer it for you as long as you've got an answer programmed in there. Now, let's say a guest was to ask a question which uh, wasn't on the channel manager for some reason because you hadn't stored it. Well, what would happen in that case was, guest asked a question saying, has anyone ever had any odd questions? What? <laughs> 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 How to use the blinds? <laughs> any others? <laughs> I don't like the colour of the walls. <laughs> I don't think that's a question. <laughs> unless they're asking you to change it. Uh, I think the only weird one I've had is someone said, do you do currency exchange at the property or something, which is a bit bizarre. Um, but yeah, if they were to ask something like, yeah, how do you open the blinds and you don't have an answer for it because you never would have thought, you know, let's program an answer for how do you work the blinds. Well, what would happen is the system will send you a text message saying, what's your name, mate? Adrian. So Adrian's asking, how do I turn the blinds on? Turn the blinds on? Open the blinds. <laughs> How do I open the blinds? And then that would come to you via a text message. You would then reply via a text message to the system saying this is how you turn, turn, open the blinds and it would go back to Adrian. Not only would it go back to Adrian, it would save it on the system for next time. So if some other uh, person like Adrian was to ask, you know, how do I open the blinds? It would basically feed back the answer. So can you see how it gets more powerful over time? Because every single time you're getting a, getting a question, it's saving it. And then if you get the blinds question for a property called Peterborough, you would then go and save that for all the other ones. Because then you won't get that question again and again. And that will drastically reduce the amount of time you spend on your business because you're not constantly on your phone all the time. So that is how you deal with communication. The same with inquiries. The thing with inquiries is that on Airbnb, how many people are using inquiry only, by the way? And is everyone else on instant booking? Okay, so who's doing instant booking? So who's doing inquiry? So what's everyone in the middle doing? <laughs> <laughs> no one's got Airbnb. What's that? Okay, sweet. So let's say you do inquiry only. 
Instant booking is fine because obviously they book straight away. The issue with inquiry only is that Airbnb wants people to respond fast. And if you scroll down onto a host, it says the response time and how often they respond and those sort of things. And ideally, you want to respond within the hour because Airbnb likes that score. It shows that you do things fast and you just move higher up in the rankings. But the problem is if you get a booking from, I don't know, somewhere in Australia at three in the morning, you can't exactly reply within the hour because you'd probably be asleep at that point. So if you have this system plugged in, if you got an inquiry 24-7 around the clock, they would reply to it within 10 minutes and they would get them booked in. So one, it reduces the time load, but second, it's also better from a response rate point of view, which optimizes your listing. And it's also better from a customer service point of view, because you know if you're a guest and you have a question at three in the morning, they will reply there and then because you've got all the answers programmed in. Whereas if you don't have such a service, the problem is that it will take you a while until you reply and then people might get dissatisfied because, well, you haven't replied in a while. That is how you deal with communication. That's how you deal with inquiries. And now let's talk about maintenance because it leads on well. Now, if the guest was to say something like, well, the light isn't working or the bulb isn't working, those sort of things, the system would realize that it is a maintenance issue as opposed to a guest communication issue. Now, provided you've got a maintenance person in your team and their phone number was on the system, that message wouldn't go to you. That message would actually go to the maintenance person because the system realizes that it's a maintenance issue as opposed to a guest communication or marketing issue, for example, and it would go to the maintenance person as opposed to you. Can you see how that would drastically reduce your time? Does that make sense? Yeah. So that's check-in, check-out, that's maintenance. Now, inventory. I'm going to show you the exact system I use for inventory, but that's, again, if you want to make a note, that's something my cleaners would do. I don't know how I hire a separate person to do inventory. The cleaners also have to do the inventory, but I'm going to show you a system which will help you do this in a much easier way. Inquiries, communication we've covered, replenish we've covered, now, in terms of payment and deposits, service accommodation is a bit different uh, to other property strategies because we take payment before a guest checks in. So, like I said, I take payments 30 days before a guest checks into the property. So, what would happen is, let's say a guest makes a booking and they're booking in in a week's time. As soon as the booking is made, the channel manager again would take the payment it will take the full payment as soon as, it made, uh, as soon as the guest made the booking and it will also take the security deposit. What it will do, it, it will authorize hold the security deposit. What that means is, let's say your security deposit is 200 pounds. It doesn't take the 200 pounds out of the guest's card, but it kind of just freezes it. That if you want you to take it out within seven days, you're able to do that. Um, it doesn't automatically take it out. The issue I had with taking deposits out in the past is that unless you tell the guest, they get a bit upset because they didn't realize that was going to be an extra charge, even though it is in the fine print, but it's very hard to see at times. But this works really well because it doesn't get taken out from the account. It's still there, but you have the option to take it out if you need to take it out. And it just works out better from a fees point of view as well, because you aren't paying any fees while it's still in there. But that is how you would deal with payment and how you would deal with deposits. 
Now the last one on that, oh, no, reviews, reviews. Again, I said there's two parts of reviews. The first one being that you have to leave the guest reviews. And the second, you have to ask for reviews. When it comes to asking for reviews, again, the same system would do that. Because I, I said to you before, there are multiple stages in a guest journey. So once they have checked out, two days after checkout, we'll send them a message saying, could you please leave us a review? And most of the time they do. But again, rather than you sending that message every single time, that is automated and it will be sent in a sequence of events. In terms of you reviewing the guest, now on Airbnb, like I said, they like you reviewing the guest. The same system will actually review the guest for you as well. So rather than you reviewing the guest every single time, they will do that for you. Now, of course, they don't know what the guest was like because obviously they weren't there. You pre-program in, set replies, and they will reply with one of them. If you want to override it and have your own reply because someone's pissed you off or something, you could do that. But generally with most people, you know, the most reviews I've given, most of the people have been absolutely fine. So I've got about five templates and the system will shoot one of the templates every single time. And Airbnb likes it because you're reviewing the guest uh, and it optimizes your listing from that point of view, but you don't have to physically do it. Because if you have a lot of Airbnb guests, that could be a lot of reviews to do. Does that make sense? Yeah? That's how you get rid of reviews. The last one is ID and security checks. I'm gonna show you the system I use slightly later on because it will make a bit more sense. It's hard to show you on this visual here, but you're absolutely right. You have to take ID uh, for every single guest, not on Airbnb because Airbnb does that for you, but if you're using booking.com, then it does help if you take the ID just to verify the details so you don't get a chargeback, you don't have any of those issues. Does all of that make sense? Because I now wanna move on to the exact systems I use to help you plug all this in. Or does anyone have any questions on this bit? There's two of you. Uh, Hi, I'm David. Um, Hello. So in terms of the, uh, sorry, for every single guest, do you mean uh, the lead guest? Is that right? Or? From an ID point of view? Yes. Yes, so the lead guest would have to go through the ID because they're the one who, are, who is making their payment. You know, um, you don't, I don't personally take ID for all the guests. I take it for the person who's making the payment because from a security point of view, that's what I'm concerned with. Yep. Okay, thank you. I believe there was a question just in front. Hi, um, so I just wanted to ask about the um, security deposit. I've tried to get Evivo to take the security deposit when they take the booking, but they say that they can't do it. They literally just take the booking fee and the cleaning. I've got a... Okay, so the system I'm gonna show you that does take the security deposit. So I'll show you that in a second. But this particular system does take the security deposit. Not all of them do, some do, some don't. But this one does. Um, just firstly about where you were talking about the cleaner replenishing the stock. Um, this is more of an operational question. Um, are they replenishing the stock from a cupboard you've got where you've already put the stuff in there, the toiletries, the, the coffee, or are you expecting them to go to the shops and replenish that? And if so, how much are they charging you? Um, that's the first question. And then I've just got another one about a couple about the, the communications. I'm just thinking how best to do this because, okay, let me answer this question. Then I want to, I'll finish off my slides because I think some of this will make even more sense after that. And then we'll do the questions at the end. Okay. Yeah, but I'll just sure. answer your question for the time being. In terms of replenishing, it really depends on the property. Because for example, I know some people who've got five properties in one building and they've got their own storage cupboard, which makes it easier. 
Whereas if you have one unit here, one here, one here, you know, individual units, you might not have that storage facility, so you would have to have a cupboard locked up where you would store all of that. And once those things are getting low, the cleaner would go to the shops at that point and top everything back up again. So in an ideal world, you don't want the cleaner going to the shops every single time because that's going to you know, add up your fees because you're going to the shops every single time there's a clean. Ideally, you want to have some sort of you know, big buckets or buckets? <laughs> Bucket. Uh, you want some sort of like, you know, bigger storage compartments where you store everything and they only get replenished once in a while. So maybe you've got a coffee jar and you've got like a bigger bucket. You've got like a container. <laughs> What's it called? <laughs> a box, yeah. Okay. You you've got like a bigger one. <laughs> somewhere somewhere hidden and you would replace you would fill a smaller one using the bigger one so the person doesn't go to the shop every single time to fill the smaller one and they just fill the big one when the big one's getting smaller <laughs> so that's how you would do that communication what was the question in communication where you've pre-programmed the question if someone was to ask a question uh, about Wi-Fi and something else, could it incorrectly send the wrong response? No, so the, the reason it can't send the wrong response is because this is not artificial intelligence, it's actually humans doing it in the background. All right, okay. So if the guest was to ask, because here's the thing, if they said Wi-Fi and it was a computer doing it, they don't know if the question is, is the Wi-Fi broken? Oh, sorry, the Wi-Fi isn't working. What's a Wi-Fi password? Do you have Wi-Fi? There's multiple variations of Wi-Fi. So because there's a human doing it, when the person says, how do I, you know, what's a Wi-Fi password? They will send the response for the Wi-Fi password as opposed to, no, we don't have Wi-Fi because that wasn't the question. It's humans, not artificial intelligence. So it makes it much easier. Let me just Maybe finish. Maybe we can just clarify, Ahmed, on, on this particular one. So the, your channel manager is, is Guesty, right? Yeah, so and so your that's channel what manager I was does do, yeah. this sort of, sort of stuff and some channel managers don't. But Correct. Yeah, Guesty's more money than other channel managers. Correct. You get what you pay for. Sort of. Yeah, so I'll just touch upon that now. Uh, I just want to run through all the actual tools I use, which help me to do this. Now, the first one is Guesty. Guesty is the channel manager. Guesty is the thing which does the communication, takes the payment, takes the security deposit, does all of those sort of things, but it does come at a price. Now, Guesty is between 3 to 5% of your bookings. So it takes 3 to 5% commission after the OTA commission. So Booking.com and Airbnb will take their fee, and then Guesty will take their fee. So it does come at a price, but you know, the question really is, when I started doing this business, the last thing I wanted was to be on my phone 24-7. I, I did not want to be on my phone all the time, and like Kevin said, I wanted to travel quite a bit. So I, I was happy to pay that price because it allows me to do what I want to do. Now, if you don't want to pay that price, you can go to someone else and you will get most of the features, but not all. But like Kevin said, you get what you pay for. So there's different options. But with me, the way I wanted my business was I didn't want a whole bunch of stuff. I just wanted a streamlined process. And it didn't matter if it was one unit or 50 units, it would run exactly the same way. Now, with staff... If you go from one unit to 50 units, you need to then hire more staff, train more staff. And there's, you know, there's a work, there's a work involved with that as well. Whereas with this, once you have the system set up, it doesn't matter if you have one unit or 20 because it runs exactly the same way for every single one. But Guesty is a channel manager which allows you to do all of that. The second one is Rentals United, 
what that does is, you know, there's a lot of different online travel agents, um, Airbnb, Expedia, Booking.com, and, and the list sort of goes on and on, TripAdvisor, HomeAway. Rentals United, what it does is, if you have Guesty, Rentals United connects to Guesty and it will put your listing on Expedia, HomeAway, TripAdvisor, Airbnb, so you can control all of them in one place. So if you were to change the pricing on Guesty, it will then feed it to all the um, different channels, the minimum night restrictions, the prices, all those sort of things, it will feed to all of them. Because, you know, let's say you've got a two-night minimum stay. Um, you might have two nights on Airbnb, something different on Booking.com, it will confuse things. Whereas if you link it this way, when you make a change into Guesty, it feeds across all of them. Does that make sense? That's what Rentals United allows you to do. The next one is Stripe. Uh, Stripe is a payment processor I use to take payments. Now, you don't have to use Stripe. You can use things like WorldPay, Sage. Is anyone using anything different for taking payments? Guess that's a no. You don't necessarily need Stripe, as Stripe is the one which connects with Guesty. I don't know if they currently allow WorldPay or Sage to connect. So see, again, <coughs> this is about finding a group of systems which also integrate as well. Because there's no point having one system here, one system here. If they, if they can't interlink, then you have to do more work. Whereas when I mentioned taking payments and deposits, if you were to use WorldPay and you use Guesty, because they don't sync to each other, it can't take the payment for you. Whereas because it does sync with Stripe, it can take the payment. So it's really about getting the combination of the systems so it allows you to do this in a streamlined way. So that's Stripe. The next one is Properly. Again, Properly is a system which does connect directly into Guesty. What would happen is, Guest makes the booking for Monday and Tuesday, so the checkout is on Wednesday. Now, as soon as the checkout is on Wednesday, it will schedule the clean on Properly, and your cleaners will have access to this app, which is called Properly. And what it does is basically creates a visual checklist because, you know, um, again, service combination is a bit different to your regular clean because you want the property set up in a particular way. You might want to stage it in a particular way. So you like the cushions here and the throw here and all those sort of things. And the concern people have is, you know, how do I get my cleaner to stage it like I want? Because they always sort of come up with their own creative genius and, you know, thing is, things are everywhere. So... Uh, what it does is you basically input a picture of your property and the picture itself is the checklist. So can you see these icons? Uh, there's an icon here, icon here, icon here. The cleaner will click on the icons and it will tell them what to do. So this will say something like water the plant and I don't know, clean the sofa, turn the lamp on. And you will have a picture che checklist as opposed to a written checklist, which is slightly hard to, you know, maybe manage. But then this way, the, uh, the cleaner can see exactly how you want the property set up for the next guest. The other thing with cleaning is that it's very hard to monitor. Unless you go to the property every single time, you don't know if they've done a good job or not. Uh, because, you know, it's very hard to see exactly how they've sort of set the property up. So within the app, there's actually a functionality whereby the cleaner has to take a picture of every single room they've cleaned. So they will simply clean the bedroom, take a picture, clean the living room, take a picture, and on and on. And as you can see, there's no functionality which says upload picture. You have to take a picture there and then. So a cleaner couldn't basically just keep uploading the same one again and again. Like, it has to be 
taken at that point. And the other good thing it allows you to do is, because they're taking a picture every single time, if there was any sort of damage, right, you've got all the proof. So, you know, if a, if a guest was to break a table, they could say, well, you know, it was already broken by the time we got here. But if you have the pictures after every single checkout clean, which is timestamped, then you can simply submit your evidence that, you know, this is what it was like before you checked in and this is what it's like now. Whereas if they were to damage something, you almost have no proof and it's kind of like your word against theirs because there's no picture, there's no proof to actually provide any sort of evidence. I'll just answer questions in two seconds. But that's, by having these pictures, it allows you to do that. And if there was any damage, the cleaner could just take a picture of the damage and just make a note. And when they do that, the note comes to your iPhone and you simply just get a streamlined way of doing it rather than you checking every single clean, every single guest, which would just take a while. The next one is Hostfully. What Hostfully allows you to do is it allows you to create an online manual and a physical manual. So when you send your check-in instructions, you can basically send the online manual to the guest because people tend to have a lot of questions before they get to the property. Then they have questions when they are in the property and not as you know, much once they've checked out. But if you can send a manual before they even check in, paper manuals are great, but they don't have access to it until they physically check into the property. Whereas if you have an online one, you know, because a lot of the questions you get is, oh, what's the nearest tube stop or how do I get there and those sort of things. And all of them would be addressed in the manual from the start. So, you know, those questions wouldn't arise. So if you look at this screenshot, it's a bit hard to see, but it says arrival, house manual, departure, places to eat, and the list goes on. And you send this manual and the cleaner, not the cleaner, sorry, the guest, they will click on arrival if they want to see the best way of getting to the property. And this is one example I've done, which is, it says train. So basically, I put in instructions on how to get there by train, by bus, by taxi, uh, you know, by the nearest station, those sort of things. And this is the train station, the nearest train station to my property. And my property is like, I don't know, a three minute walk. So I basically got the Google directions. So, you know, on Google Maps, when you basically put two locations and it does a walking thing. I basically put that in, I took a screenshot and I explained how you get there via the train station. And if you do that by you know, train, by taxi, by all those things, the guest won't ask that question because all that information would already be there. And you can do things like your FAQs. So the things I mentioned before, what's the Wi-Fi password? How do I turn the heating on? All the FAQs are there. Um, you know, how do I use a sofa bed? How do I throw out the trash? Can I bring my pets? And again, if you can address all these, uh, not objections, all these questions beforehand, you're not going to keep getting those phone calls and the messages because all of that's already going to be there. And here's an example. So the question says, how do I throw out the trash? And I've just put a picture of where the communal bins are. And it just explains how you get there, what the you know, passwords are and the locks and the codes and all those sort of things. And they can simply just go to the place, throw the trash and basically be done with it rather than calling you every single time saying, how do I then do this? So that is Hostfully and you can do a lot of cool stuff on there. All the templates are already built in. So all you simply have to do is basically plug all the information in and you're good to go. There's nothing to design, none of that sort of stuff. You simply just plug their template in, which is already designed for you and you can just get on with it. You can be done in a couple of hours with Hostfully and it'll save you so much more time compared to all the phone calls and the messages and those sort of things. Website. It's through our website. Um, so. 
It's through our website and you will send the guest the link to the website. And it's actually better that way because most guests probably will not download the app just to get the manual. So this is just through our website. There's nothing to download. The next one is All Day PA. All the phone calls should go to a call handling service as opposed to you. Because would you guys agree that, you know, when you get a question from a guest, a call from the guest, most of the time it's not urgent. Would you guys agree? Yeah? No? Because a lot of the time is, oh, I'm checking in a week's time, blah, blah, blah. Or, you know, those sort of questions really is it like an urgent phone call which has to be dealt with there and then. And what you don't want to do is you don't want to engage a very long conversation because that will, again, eat up your time. So all my phone calls go to an answering service. They pick up the phone with my company name. The guest leaves a message and I get that message via text message. And then I can deal with that or someone else can deal with that later on because I can group all those tasks together and maybe do five or six phone calls while the message is in one go rather than spending 20 minutes on the phone here, 20 minutes here, 30 minutes here. Because, you know, if a guest wants to call you and they, by the time they give you a name, you then look up their reservation and then you, you find all that sort of stuff. Again, it'll say, take you 10 minutes here, 5 minutes here, 5 minutes here, but that adds up. If you've got multiple apartments, 5 minutes here and 5 minutes here, that really stacks up over time. So if you've got a call handling service like All Day PA, the calls go to them, they send you a message and you can deal with it or someone else can deal with it and it's much, much faster doing it that way. Beyond pricing, um, there's a few different companies you can use, Beyond Pricing, Price Labs, or Everbooked. And what they do is, like I mentioned before, hotels, they tend to change their price by the night for weekday, weekend, high season, low season, summer, winter. And this software, again, directly links into your channel manager and they will change the pricing for you as opposed to you changing it by the night. So what will happen is, you will set in, again, it might be hard to see, you set in a base rate and the lowest price you're willing to accept. And based on those variables, they will adjust the price for you as opposed to you tweaking the price on a daily basis. <laughs> so for example, I used, to, this, uh, I used to have an apartment near the O2 Arena and every single time there was a concert announced, obviously all the hotels would bump the price up because more people would be coming into the area for those particular dates. And the software would pick that up and as soon as the hotel prices and other Airbnb prices go up, it would also boost the price. So it's got a whole bunch of cool you know, variables in there. This, soft this software was actually created by people from the hotel industry who you know, have been doing this for years and years. So it, it is pretty good and it allows you to control the prices on a daily basis as opposed to you physically doing it. You can ignore this slide, it's just um, some iPhone apps which you can use, but uh, not really for service accommodation, but more so just general apps which help you run a business from an iPhone. I'll skip that for the time being. And I want to talk about security deposits and ID. Now, when it comes to, actually, how many people have used Asana, by the way? So quite a few of you. Now, Asana has nothing to do with service accommodation. It's basically a task management app. You basically put all your tasks on there and... You can send it to your team, you can send it to other people, and you can just assign different things. It's task management. But when it comes to ID, the two things I take, well, there's four things. The first one is I take their um, ID. It has to be a government-issued ID, so that'll be a passport or a driving license. The second thing I take is I take a picture of their bank card. I ask them to send a picture of their bank card, but I tell them to block out the first 12 digits. Mm -hmm. I just want the last four and I want their name 
because that helps me verify if it's their card or not. I don't need the first 12, and from a security point of view, they shouldn't be sending the first, you know, the full 16 anyway. So that's the second thing. The third thing is I want a billing address for the card. And the last one is they have to sign the terms and conditions. Now, generally what would happen is you will send a message to your guests and can you send me all these details? Now, they might send you some of the details and they might miss some of the details. Uh, they might send you the passport and forget the card or, you know, all those different variations. Or they might forget to send the billing address then you're chasing them again. And once they finally send it to you, then you log into your email and you check, well, have I got it or not? And then you kind of run through your process and, you know, you log into your whatever software you're using to actually get the details in the first place. So you might be using, I don't know, Signable or Formsite or something to get the details in the first place. But, you know, let's say you've got 10 apartments and you've got 10 guests checking in every single day. That can easily add up to a lot of time because you're chasing people, you're searching your emails, you're seeing has it come through, has it not come through. If you send me something but you miss the other stuff, then I have to ask you again for the remainder of the information. And that can massively, massively add up. So what I've done, and I'll explain this in the Q&A if we've got time. As soon as a guest makes a booking, they get, they get a message saying, these are the details I need. As soon as they fill my form in, which is how I request all these details, that form goes to Asana. So I press one button on my phone and it goes to Asana. I click on the guest name and it tells me when they're checking in. So I don't have to look through and chase people and see have they done it, have they not done it, when are they checking in. I press one button on my phone and I've got the guest name and I've got when they're checking in. I click on the guest name and I've got their uh, check-in date, checkout date, their billing address, a picture of their ID, and a picture of their card. I press another button, and I've got their picture of their ID. So with two clicks and five seconds, I've reduced what would take maybe five minutes before. Because this is not about having one magical system which suddenly now everything is passive. It's really about how do I say five minutes here, 10 minutes here, 15 minutes here. Because service accommodation, there's a lot of churn. You know, you're doing the same thing again and again and again. So you have to streamline it so something which took five minutes is now taking two seconds. Because if I had 10 people checking in, I could do this in two minutes. Whereas previously, I'm chasing, I'm checking emails, I'm doing all that sort of stuff, which can add up to hours and hours worth of time. And this is a weird, pretty weird passport. Did you guys know in Qatar, you have a person's ID, like a picture, yeah? And then you also have their picture within the picture. Did you guys know that? It's so crazy, right? Can you guys see there's a picture within a picture? Yeah. Like his picture's also here? Yeah. That is just crazy. Anyway, but that is... I'll, okay, just give me two seconds and I'll explain the Q&A. But this is what this talk's really about. It's not about one magical system. It's about how do I save 10 minutes here, 10 minutes here. And when you group all those sort of things, those 1%, it stacks up. And here is the complete picture of everything you need to run your service combination business from an iPhone and I would argue, less than 10 minutes a day per apartment. Thank you very much. Okay, so thanks Ahmed for that fantastic talk on systems and leverage and how to be outsourcing your service accommodation business. Hopefully everyone found that useful and I'll finish as I always do. Here's to your success in service accommodation. <laughs>
Thanks for listening to the Serviced Accommodation Property Podcast. If you have any suggestions on future content for this podcast, please message Kevin via his Facebook page, Property Soldier.